0: Your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey,
1: what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast. Episode number 45. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Closer and closer to football season we come. What's happening, Level? How are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, And you're right, boy, it is getting closer. It's... uh little NFL preseason, uh, the Red Raiders, I guess, have, uh, recently scrimmaged. So yeah, it's, uh, getting a little bit closer. Still got a ways to wait, but, uh, yeah, we're getting into the, uh, early stages of, uh, of, of August here, getting through that. So, um, just not, not too much more time, man. And the Red Raiders will be in, uh,
1: lovely Laramie. Lovely Laramie. I wonder if it's ever been described as that.
0: Put it on a shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it as we get closer, more and more of the uh, the preseason awards coming in, that, that, that happens, or award watch lists, I should say, happens every year. But I, I know we've talked about it a lot, but the hype is just there for Texas Tech. Depending when you watch this, the AP poll will come out probably by the time you watch this or close to it. We already know the coaches polled, Texas Tech's in the coaches poll, so... I mean, it, we saw Brett McMurphy. He's really high on on Joey McGuire. He puts him at number eleven, um, in his personal AP poll. So it, it you continue to see that that build up, um, and, and I know we talked about it last week, but you haven't had this kind of hype around your program preseason since really the 2008 season. So it's it's an exciting time, I guess, if you're a Red Raider fan. Uh, t- another football game sold out. Uh, The Houston game this week that was announced this week, so you got two games sold out before the season even starts. Um, It is uh, there's so much anticipation for this season, and I think a lot of it is warranted. Yeah, I mean, I I don't, I don't disagree. I think uh, I look, I get,
0: uh, I get people like here. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I certainly. Can understand the hype mm-hmm. i can also understand the people that like point to the hype and and feel like it's a bit unwarranted okay depending on you know the kind of hype we're talking about uh you, you know i because i think Brett murphy is like prime example I've, I've had him on when i was doing the the radio show where, where you work and everything we had him on the show multiple times uh big time You know, college football uh, writer that that covers it three sixty five. He's worked for ESPN. Now works for the Action Network, and on and on it goes. And look, he doesn't he doesn't just toss that out there willy nilly. You know, he he's he he's got that based in various, I'm sure, conversations and sentiment around the country from people he's talked to, and then ultimately was like, okay, well, this is this is my opinion. This is my ballot, right? But he doesn't just conjure that up out of thin air, and, and but I, but I certainly get the people that are going, dude. What what, you, what is wrong with you? I mean, what is going on? <laughs> Look, you ha- you haven't done it uh, in a, in a while. You sure. you haven't. You were four and five uh, at one point last year, and you won a ton of close games. You converted a lot of fourth downs. I mean, right. it, it's very fair for somebody to go. What if they don't win the close games? What if they don't convert sixty three percent of the time on fourth down? Uh, what what if they were a four and five team that just kind of got lucky at the, I mean, who, who knows, you know? And so I certainly get the, you know, some of the questions being asked and some of the criticism lobbed that way, but then I, I look at it from the flip side and I, like, what, what if they just were that good? What if they were, what, what if this is what life is like with Tyler Shuck at quarterback and what if yeah. they hit their stride and, uh, and then you, you see a team that won four in a row and the bulk of it, the bulk of it comes back. Uh, so you know, I I, I certainly get uh, get both sides of it, but I, I'm a, I'm appreciating the hype. It's kind of fun to be on this side of the coin, um, and, and and don't let you know. I know a lot of Red Raider fans out there have kind of PTSD from <laughs> oh we're so much better when we're under the radar. J- Joey would tell you, screw that, uh, yeah, we're we're not we're not okay with being under the radar anymore. We we will have high expectations. This is the world we are going to live in. Embrace it, deal with it. It's only going to go up from here.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I I like that mindset because he's been in plenty of successful spots in the past. Like you, you look where all he's been, um, whether it be his most immediate uh, recent stop at Baylor, they, they had lots of success while he was on campus there. Uh, of course, the, the high school championships speak for themselves. So he's he's a guy that uh, doesn't shy away from from winning and uh, has had had success with that approach. Um, That being said, you got a lot of players that uh, are getting some individual hype. And I think that's a reflection of why you're getting the national hype is because of this roster. You're, You're returning 18 guys that started games for you last season. And there's a whole lot of experience on this roster.
0: Yeah, and like let's go through list them off uh okay. choice. I mean Taj Brooks was the most recent. I yep. know Tyler Shuck has mm-hmm. been is on the watch list. Who who else am I, I? mean it,
1: Hutchings. Hutchings has been on one. Tony Bradford's had his name out okay. there. Uh Rusty Stats for the Remington okay. Award. I think the the center. Um uh Austin McNamara. Oh, for punter, uh, the, yeah. The Thorpe. Um yeah, I think think that's okay. yeah I, I may be missing one or two because there's it just comes in waves at this time of the season but um, you got guys you know scattered kind of everywhere throughout the team special teams offense defense um, for, for these awards and, and it does show that you're a pretty well-rounded team it, it's not just okay you're gonna have a, a fantastic defense this year but the offense is questionable it, it seems like you've got a lot of talent scattered everywhere
0: yeah, and I think what uh, what what Joey would tell you is that in, in practice, in recent practices, and in the scrimmage, it's been it's been both sides of the ball throwing haymakers, and you know while while one side of the ball may have a couple of day run, then the mm-hmm. other side of the ball responds, and that's kind of what you want. It's it's always weird, like when you're in in, in a spring game, for example, yeah. you know uh w- when you're sitting there broadcasting it, and like you know I'm a <laughs> an alum and everything. And, you know, uh, and I'm sitting there watching it. It's like, okay, anytime something good happens, something bad happens, but th- this is, right. th- this is, it's, so it's tricky. And, and, uh, cause I think for years around here, the mindset was the offense should dominate, you know, cause that that was kind of your bread and butter. And I think uh, Tim DeRuiter and, and Keith Patterson before him certainly have changed that dynamic, uh, quite a bit, but yeah, you are very balanced. And I don't know, you know, these awards. Uh, like I don't know if anybody has a realistic shot to to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the internally, I think there's a lot of high praise for Taj. Uh, certainly Tyler, and and guys like Rusty, and, and and then the defensive tackle duo. Austin McNamara may not give get enough opportunities to ult- ultimately. Mm-hmm win that one although it doesn't discredit how good of a, a punter he is because I think he's a he's a, a guy that's going to play at the next level uh, or have a chance to uh, yeah, just I, because he's he's got he's such a, a good athlete and and he's a really good punter you combine
1: that the NFL loves that I think Austin's uh stat that really stood out he of among active players he's got the third best career average of anybody in the country so I mean it shows he he, he can boom it
0: yeah, yeah. Well, again, when given the chance, when given the chance, uh, and, yeah, and you're
1: it's, hoping it's no nothing against the punter. I hope to not see you too much out there, Austin. Yeah, so. it's
0: it's limited. But if you have the kind of year that you hope to, like mm-hmm. I e Big Twelve Championship type year, playing for a Big Twelve Championship tight year type mm-hmm. year, Tyler Shuck, in my opinion, will be the the one candidate that's got the best chance. I think to register with some of these things uh, just because I think he'll kind of need to be a key part. I just don't view Taj his usage or him being such a massive stat guy right. that in the country that he would, because uh, yeah, I, I just don't think they'll utilize him that way. Um, and, and Chuck may his, his numbers may be modest enough too to where even if he does stay healthy and play well, it, it may not be so overwhelming but I, I guarantee you he will have the most to do with it that's kind of an easy layup hanging low hanging fruit type of answer but um you know but he, to me the his stat the biggest one is would be wins yeah that, that's absolutely. what will tell you you know wh- whether he's got a chance to to do some damage in the award season but mean, we got a long way to go before that I just hope he stays healthy through uh in his plan
1: into October yeah um I think that's probably fair. It, 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 quarterbacks are judged on wins. It's just as, as simple as that. So uh, if if Texas Tech is winning, he's going to have his name uh, highlighted, highlighted as well. Uh, we'll talk some realignment in a moment. A couple of questions from the audience. This is from uh, our YouTube, which you can watch these these podcasts on YouTube. We can You can watch them or listen to them anywhere you get your podcasts uh salt of the Earth on YouTube says can you give us some insight on the tech players in the portal well
0: oh, that is a uh, that is a large statement I don't know if I understand what they mean by that yeah. um I mean there's nobody in the portal now now there was some baseball players that hopped in you know most recently mm-hmm. um I think they've all a-
1: found homes since they have
0: lived. Correct. uh, Mostly at Arkansas. If this is a basketball related question, I think that that mostly guys got into the portal mostly had to do with uh, with with just the coaching change and kind of schematic change and just philosophy change and just, you know, maybe it's it's best for me to not be here. Maybe it's best for you to not be here, depending on which side of that coin that you're on whether it's staff's call or whether that's a player's call uh football player wise i mean you you lose a couple of dbs in the in the in the last portal you know cycle mm-hmm. that i think uh you know semi stung you i think you've done everything to replace them and maybe even more uh to this point and that was reggie pearson and uh and kobe minor uh, i think those two guys would have would have played they would have been semi-starters top rotational guys special teams defense all the above but i think mo horn steps up i think braylon lux has certainly stepped up and then and tyler owens and i've talked to tyler owens i'm Mm -hmm. like about this very thing i'm like i'm like i'm not overstating this by suggesting you're the reason why reggie pearson is no longer here and he's like (laughs) no sir (laughs) <laughs> like, no sir uh-huh. because he took his spot in, yeah. in, in bowl practices and I think uh, I think Tyler's a bit rangier I think he's a bit better in coverage I don't know if he hits quite as hard uh, not many do uh, compared to Reggie Pearson but yeah that's so I don't know if I've uh, I don't know glossed go over it or just misunderstood the question I just need a little more context there but yeah that would be my yeah. thoughts on I guess the various three sports that we talk about most here as it relates to the portal.
1: Yeah. But I guess right now there's just not really any, any portal action. This isn't the right time of year for that. Right.
0: No. the the, Yeah. The the windows are all closed. I think if anybody could get into the portal now that they're sitting out the season, this is Mm -hmm. football conversation. And I guess basketball season two. Um, I think the next window is, is in December, January ish. They have kind of tweaked the rule on that to shrink it. Uh, I think I need to go back and look to see specifically what they've agreed to or if that was just proposed and it's not in effect yet. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that – that. Uh, so, in other words, like, for example, everybody still – I still bump into people that are still worried about losing Baron Morton. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> not right it, now. It, 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 the next window that it, w- that it would be was after this season, and, and yet Tyler Shuck graduates after this season, and so it's Baron Morton's program. Yeah. Okay. For the next two years. I mean, he's not, he's not going anywhere. You've weathered that storm, thankfully. Um, yeah, now no you didn't weather it obviously with, with Donovan, but, um, but yeah, you, you, don't, you don't have to worry about losing, you know, quarterback or anything like that. So.
1: Okay. Uh, sp- stick with the portal. I have a question from George that asks about AJ McCarty and, what the eligibility he he says will he be able to be eligible before the kickoff of the season
0: or will we have an answer yeah perfect segue here based on the conversation because for all the reasons i just laid out you know Mm -hmm. aj got into the portal in june i believe yeah Uh, texas tech immediately recognized this entry into the portal and jumped all over it and This is a this is a player that I think they feel like is a starter here, Uh, whether he's eligible immediately or whether he is eligible, not till next year. This is a player. And, and, And so listen to what I'm saying to you. I think he's a starter. If he's eligible, he's starting somewhere right now. Wow. That that's what you're dealing with with A.J. McCarty. Now, I don't necessarily know where for who, whatever, but that's the caliber of player you're dealing with. He was expected to start at corner for Baylor this season until things just kind of broke apart uh, in Waco for him and the university and the football program. And I think he needs a a change of scenery, but uh, this is a player that Texas tech knows. Well, they're originally the part of the staff that recruited him there, Mm -hmm. Uh, Joey and Kirk Bryant and uh, Brian Nance and a variety of different James Blanchard variety of different people uh, in Waco whenever AJ McCarty showed up. As far as will he be eligible, I, I guess I'm gonna tell you now, we don't ultimately know. We don't know when we will know. It's on the NCAA's timeline. I would just tell you, I highly doubt it. Just because they have turned down most waivers. Mm-hmm. Uh that th- they have wanted to get out of the waiver business, uh, because they they just are sick of making these decisions. And so that's why they they hey, here's the portal window. Here's here's the portal. Here's the freebie transfer. Here's all these things available to you, and he kind of was was outside of of that, and and yeah. so I I'm guessing. Plus, he has a red shirt year still available to him, sure. Which I guarantee you, the NCAA will will be aware of. But this could be a case of uh, AJ McCarty could in fact be this year's Cole Spencer, and what I mean by that is it really sucks if mm-hmm. if you get bad news. In Cole Spencer's case, injury. In this case, it would just be eligibility. It really sucks. However, this time next year, you'll be thrilled. You're like, golly, man, it's kind of actually Absolutely. fun that he didn't get to play next year because now we get him for yeah two more years. So because think about how much different your team is right now a lot, with Cole yeah. Spencer on it. Now, maybe it it triggers last year's team to be a bit better up front and maybe that translates a bit more. I don't know. Uh, But um, but I I guess that that's the way I would. That's a good analogy that I would offer up
1: Uh, a couple more football questions and we'll dabble in a little realignment before we close it down. Uh, This question from Jeff says, I know Bryce Ramirez has been practicing, but how much will he actually get to play for tech this season?
0: Yeah, too early to tell. I think uh, I think you know th- this is uh, they're playing the long game here. Uh, I think the the fact that he's walking normal, that he can run now, yeah, uh, is one thing. The fact that he's actually practicing and and cleared for a full go from a football standpoint is a minor miracle based on the injury that he suffered, yeah, and the potential nerve damage and uh, th- th- there was there was a lot of. Prayers being sent his way back in Raleigh uh, yeah. with what what had happened to him. It yeah. was a, a devastating injury that would have ended most people's careers. He just was like, "Man, I'm not I'm not done writing my story, man." And I think yeah. that the fact that he's out there smiling as big as he is, oh, yeah. the fact that the head coach will tell you the two biggest voices in our locker room are the starting quarterback and this young man really should tell you all you need to know because there's not any of those people in that locker room, coach, grad assistant, trainer, player, manager, nutritionist, on and on that literally can feel sorry for themselves whenever, with whatever they're dealing with, when you have endured what he's endured and, and, and feel like mopey or sad about whatever's going on with their situation. He was, laid up for a while he was told lots of things um yet he just kind of kept that smile on his face and kept on going and now here he is so uh as far as like actual you know i think it's just too early to tell but i would anticipate i would anticipate something if he can kind of not have any any hiccups or and again he hadn't played in a while right i mean so you're gonna knock the rust off you you gotta work through the injury you gotta trust it uh, and, and all that he's got some titanium in his legs so I think he's going to trigger a mini metal detector going forward in his life <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, but but yeah I, I think the so I'm not trying to gloss over the fact I don't know how much he will play but I think so many of the victories and his goals have been achieved however he will be the first one to tell you you're darn right I want to play and play a lot and, and have a mm-hmm. meaningful role and and, and and be a factor into whether we win or lose games and things like that but it's still early enough in camp to where we're not real sure yet what it, what it looks like. Cause you're still, you know, give or take uh two and a half to three and a half weeks away from the season,
1: depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, these things are, I mean, like you said, just the unbelievable story, really cool to see that he's on the football field again and and love the, uh, the heart of that guy. And that's the reason he wears the, the number three that, that, uh, Coach McGuire reserves for for uh, the toughest, hardest working, most competitive player, and that I, I got to make sure the, I get it all down. The yeah. brand, yeah, the, the brand, brand, yeah, that's right. All right, one more question from the audience. This one from Randall Level. What are the checkpoints that you're looking for through this season uh, to know that the team is on track this year? So I don't know <laughs> if this is winning certain games or what. Well,
0: the you know not not to be cliche but but if i if i were to tell you uh if i were to tell you this right now without knowing anything else and this is this isn't going to i don't want to paint it with a broad brush here but if i were to tell you 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 beat Oregon and the two purple teams at home this year you're going to feel like that you you've had a really good year yeah now there's a lot that comes with that Uh, And what I mean by that is there's still so much more that you would have to accomplish for it to really be a good year. However, those are three games and they all signify something different or Oregon is going to be a perception. And these are just happen to be home games. Uh, You have tricky trips to Morgantown and Provo and Austin and all all these, all all these other things. But uh, the, the the, the three games that I mentioned to you are going to be your, your some of in some ways, your biggest games of the year because of the the meaning behind them Mm -hmm. and and if you keep winning or if you start getting on a roll they'll all be big it won't matter who you're playing where you're playing them or whatever they'll all be big because you're just as we as we know in this sport there's not much margin for error but Oregon is a perception game there will be many people that are ready to tell the Brett McMurphy's of the world or whoever told you I mean farce these guys not ready for prime time you know that's cute cute little story Going on in Lubbock, but bye bye goes all the hype that came with the season, even though it won't have anything to do with the conference race, but it's a perception game, okay? If you win it though, Brett is gonna be like walking around the office uh, with his chest puffed out and being like, I mean, guys, I, I I try to tell you all summer, you know, I try to tell you and, and and all the hype will, I think even even build a bit the 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 TCU game on a Thursday night and then the Kansas State game. These are games that one. These are the teams that played for the championship last year. Right. These are teams that have really largely had your number. Uh, you, you, you're you're two and I don't know two and five against TCU in the last seven. Maybe mm-hmm. they've kind of owned you. Kansas State darn sure has owned you. Uh, you you, you, you like just can't. Eleven yeah, out of the last
1: twelve or something. It's it's terrible. correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the last the last time I think you won in Manhattan was when Mike was coaching. I think they have you know, and and this is a game that ultimately uh, ended the 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 tenure here of Matt Wells. Yeah, um, and, and these haven't been blowouts, the, the, but they just always beat you. They they're just better than you are. And I think TCU kind of in in some ways, and so if you're taking a next step, you know, and you, and you're going to contend for these are these are must wins. Like yeah. you can't because the, these are teams that are either pick to finish ahead of you or right by you mm-hmm. and, and that are ranked in the top 25 uh, as well, coming into the year, all that stuff. And so mm. that's, that's, uh, those are three games right there that I would look at and say, man, if you could, if you could pop a three and zero right there, I, I think that I, I'd like your chances, but again, so much more comes with that, but I think that I would kind of boil it down. So, but, but a two and one, you know, uh, in that three game stretch, you know, I, I yeah. think that, that that means you need to be pretty
1: perfect elsewhere, or you're not going to get to where you wanted to go. You know, and if you win, if you were to win all three of those games, you know, the expectations for everything else around it oh, yeah. goes sky high. So, I mean, yes. it's, it's all a relative conversation. I, I, this is a question we received earlier this week. It just popped into my head. I'm curious if someone offered you eight and four right now, you know, no. I know you love these. Do you, Do you take it or you, Roll there, the dice. there are many
0: years where I'm a bird in the hand guy. And, yeah. and I think, uh, and, and I'll be the first one to tell you, you could go eight and four because there's different eight and fours. There's different seven True and that. fives. There's different 10 and twos. There's mm-hmm. different, whatever, you know, with, without knowing how, you know, uh, are you playing with your third I mean, Is Jake strong taking meaningful snaps in games yeah. this year, if he is at some level, I would probably look at it at the tail end and tell you eight and four was pretty good. Right. You know, cause eight and five last year, I think is pretty damn good when you oh, have yeah. three different starting quarterbacks
1: and you had the the injuries that you dealt with. But it was a lot different I mean- to finish a season on a four game winning streak than Oh yeah. Finish on a four game losing streak. Yeah. That ask, Baylor. yeah.
0: <laughs> ask, ask Baylor who was, yeah. I think at one point like six and two, and then the wheels just kind of fell off. Yeah. Um, but right now, with what I know, and I'm a big bird in the hand, guys. I told you, I, I, I typically will take the sure thing in many ways. But uh, I, I'm not even sure, you know. Choice, if you, if you, if you went, let me go one further to you. I, I, I think if you told me right now, nine and three, or Ooh. or roll the dice, I still think I may roll them. Wow, which is a That's mouthful cr- for me. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you have had a bunch of. Eight win seasons recently, much less nine. Uh-huh. But I just, I think I'd like to see where where this thing is going to go, and so I'm not willing to. Wow. Yeah, I'm not willing to. And we're talking regular season only here. Sure, but, sure. Uh, um, yeah, that's a <laughs> great. I mean, it's, it's a great debate, man. A great it conversation. Is. But I think you know, have some confidence. I, I try to tell this people all the time. So I'm going to look in the mirror and tell myself. And so with that yeah man all right shake them up shake them up shake them
1: you big dice guy
0: yeah that's right yeah yeah oh yeah well uh, seven come eleven high and low (laughs) look out baby it's the come out (laughs) roll. yes i
1: am look at that sometimes he's still surprised after all the 45 episodes you still got a little spark there to surprise this level right um okay so just give us quick shifting gears here just quick update on realignment i mean we we had Seems like everything's kind of fallen apart in terms of big conversations, ACC, Pac-12, that sort of thing. Uh, is the dust finally settling, at least for now here?
0: Well, it's uh, kind of. Uh, I, I, I think what has been uh, in some ways uh, calming is that these conversations now are not really revolving uh, you know, about the Big 12 anymore. Yeah. I think there's a few kind of stories that have involved them, but, uh, the sec, the big 10 and the big 12 seemingly are, are the most quiet, uh, after all the initial moves that have taken place. And then now it's, this is PAC 12. This is, uh, ACC. This is American athletic. This is mountain West. This is SMU. Uh, and so I, I, uh, because there were some original reports that you, you would still be looking to expand to 18 or or, or certainly looking at that, whether that is the Gonzaga UConn basketball only, whether this is uh, I think that there was one report. It was what was it? Oregon state and San Diego state. Um, I I don't, I don't really buy any of that. I think the Mm -hmm. big 12 has kind of gone out of their way to say, Hey man, we're good for right now. We're calling kind of timeout. We need to figure out the 16 team deal first. I think that, I don't think they can go look, cause if they would have wanted 18 if with anything that was out there, I think they would have done it because I think they were in the because they had it in their contract and they were having to go back to the TV partners to kind of go, you know, because the ESPN part was locked in. The Fox was not. So Fox kinda had to give a thumbs up on these extra additions and making it right with full shares and all these right, things. Cause right. that wasn't actually in the language of the contract. They had just indicated if you do this, I think we're, we'll, we'll we'll take care of it. Right. And so they had. There was some back and forth, and then Fox has also gone to the Big Ten and said, "Yes, if you if you add Oregon and and uh, Washington, we will we will do our part uh, in, in the contract." So I don't think that you're dealing with your TV partners right now and asking for because if they, if they if there was something out there for for you to acquire that they would prefer, they would have told you. I think that the next step now is the one I'm fascinated that SMU is willing to, it's like, I heard this, I heard this the other day. It's like SMU is like playing the municipal golf course on the weekend and wanting to like get on Augusta and just Uh offering to like rake the traps. If you let them play (laughs) on Augusta instead of the the public course. It's a Um, great, that's
1: a great analogy. (laughs) But I mean,
0: um hey man can i i know i was playing on the public course down the street but hey yeah. hey st andrews will you just let me on the play you know, or pebble <laughs> beach can i just can i can i get a freebie man yeah um in, in fact i'll I'll give you the keys to my home if you'll just let me on and, and, and play play 18 i mean willing to pay upwards of 200 million and not and it's so crazy. in other words donors would be paying the media rights fees to the school So the ACC wasn't having to just let me in. Yeah. And I think they feel like that this is a now or never. And I'm fascinated by the whole SMU thing, because in some ways it could be a Mm -hmm. a now or never power for type scenario. Last point I'll make is if there will be any more stories about big 12 expansion, in my opinion, it will involve the ACC, Right. And it will involve, you, you see that Florida State, Clemson, and the Carolina schools said, I don't want, or, or I mean, I don't want uh, Cal and Stanford in this deal. Uh, we, we don't want that. And so Florida State, and I think semi-quietly Clemson is making a lot of noise behind the scenes. I think they're tired of the status quo. I think they're try, trying to shake things up. At some point, somebody's going to fight this grant of rights deal. Maybe they get squashed. Maybe they have a leg up. Maybe Florida State goes private equity. I say all that to suggest that if anything happens in that league and there is a there is a move of 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 any kind, that's what I would say the Big Twelve could possibly be in position to scoop up a few of the schools in the in on the East Coast if it if it made some sense and the TV folks said it made sense, but um you know uh, anyway long conversation long answer but you know we'll, we'll just kind of wait and see cuz there's some people that have said by mid august and and you and I are kind of doing this just before mid august yeah that the that the florida state would be out and and I don't for sure know where they think they're going right yeah the sec has said they're good now they of course they're gonna hey we're we're all good until they're not and then they just you know kind of work the backdoor deal sure. i don't think that the the big 10 who already feels bloated at 18 is gonna mm-hmm. you know go to 20 i don't know but it, this is it's wild to, to follow but there's there's more out there choice yeah there's more moves to be made some of them may be subtle some of the, some of them may be uh you know, bigger than others, but uh, yeah, there's still more movement to be had, in my opinion.
1: But it, I mean, it feels like it takes at least a year at a time on some of these things. It feels like anything imminent, as people use that word so much, is never. But Florida really-
0: State feels like they've been waiting. Right, and, yeah. and they're like, you know what? If we have to go get money from some Saudi Arabia-backed private equity firm is yeah. to borrow five hundred million to sell away part of our athletic department to get out of this deal, that's what we may do. Whether that was a a shot, uh, you know, a warning shot, whether that was real, I don't know. But yeah. it, it's pretty fascinating. But they they are quite unhappy, and they've made no bones about that. Yeah. So yeah.
1: It's just, it's been a wild, wild summer with realignment. I'm guessing we'll just see it all kind of, at least it'll go towards the back burner as football season arrives. Which I'm kind of ready for, to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest, yeah, I'm the same way. The
0: next thing, though, that I'm, here's the other realignment tentacle that I think that I am fascinated about. In fact, I'm really glued into it. Okay. There are so many things. That have happened because of realignment that are now affected, and let's localize this. And I know we're running out of time here. Okay, but okay, how will the Big Twelve schedule? You doing pods? You doing divisions? Mm -hmm. What are your bowl tie-ins? How will the format of the Big Twelve basketball and baseball tournaments go with now all of these absolutely teams? Um, How does the basketball season uh, get scheduled? there's so many things that have now changed seemingly overnight that need to be decided like right now Mm -hmm. uh, that that's what I am most fascinated by because we all love sports. Uh, We're going to get, you know, and so I'm just curious how everyday life is going to be in this league with 16 teams now going forward from an every season and different sport uh, type of occurrence. So there, again, there's so many things that have now changed that you know, and and then again, d- does the, does the league champion football still get an automatic bid to the college football playoff like like we once thought? Yeah, you may not, you may not, and with that, if that's not the case, then how are you scheduling your regular season differently? Do you got enough meat on the bone to you know on your regular season sure. to to you know to trigger your? You know, strength of schedule, you know, yep. data, and all. I mean, there's, there's a lot that uh, that has changed that we still need to sort through. That's what I'm most focused on. Not who's necessarily switching leagues anymore.
1: Yeah, and you know what? We'll go through some of that next week. Kind of look at possibilities of pods and and what's all that those effects of of stuff that are still giant question marks uh, in the wake of re- realignments. We'll, we'll cover some of that next week, but we're out of time this week. Level good stuff as always my man appreciate you
0: you too man enjoyed it uh we are getting closer keep hope alive everybody and uh yeah email us uh with questions drop yeah. questions in the YouTube comments uh send them to to woodman uh, at double t97 three send them to me uh at uh Chris level on Twitter and your what's your Twitter handle woodman it's at, uh, at choice woodman pretty at easy. choice woodman choice choice (laughs) c-h-o-i-s yeah there you go yes
1: yes (laughs) there he is there he is enjoy it man absolutely that's chris level i'm choice woodman it's been the ask level podcast brought to you by double t 97.3
0: you've been listening to the ask level podcast powered by double t 97.3